Welcome to 27 Speaks, a weekly podcast with the staff of the Express News Group who share their insights into the latest stories making news on the East End of Long Island. 27 Speaks is sponsored by the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Corderaro. Strong advocacy and attentive counsel. Be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com. And we are recording. And we are recording. How's everyone doing today? You guys all right? It's August. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we're ready. We're like, we're ready for the season to come to its denouement, as they said in English class. I love fall. So yeah. I, I just can't wait for fall to get here. I also find like, um, you know, before we came on, Brendan was talking about how he needs to get his steps in today. And um, I did, you know, got very ambitious and took a, a, a hike through my woods. And I usually walk down my street and um, around and, um, but I looked out the front door yesterday and there were so many trucks speeding by on my very narrow windy road because mm. I guess they were trying to avoid the main road that um, I, I ended up taking the hike totally in the woods. And boy, it was hot and humid. So I really am looking forward to getting my walks in when it's like, 65 degrees and kind of crisp and low humidity because I don't know I'm not a I'm not a southern weather kind of gal personally yeah and it'll be nice when it doesn't feel like when you feel like you can take a walk on your street again because I know I I feel like it's just so intensely busy here and the roads are so congested and it's just not going well out there (laughs) It doesn't feel it doesn't feel safe, you know, even driving from Springs to Amagansett or Springs where I live to Sag Harbor just feels like I'm putting my entire family at risk. Yeah, this is the first time I haven't like pulled my bike out at least once or twice to, to go for a ride around my neighborhood because it's just the, the traffic is so unrelenting and so fast. And so do we think any of this is going to change in September, though? I hope so. I do. I don't know that the season's going to end. I, I just, I don't know. I think though, it, I, I think it'll still be busier than falls of the past, but I don't think it'll be August busy. And I think there is a, a big difference there between a larger year round population and just that like huge hit that happens every August. And this year feels like it's happening on steroids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, why don't we do our introduction so everybody knows who we are? So we are back again. 27 Speaks. Bill Sutton is here manning the controls. Hey, Bill. Hi, Annette. I'm Bill Sutton. I'm the managing editor of the Express News Group. And we also have Brendan O'Reilly with us. Hey, Brendan. Hi, I'm Brendan. I'm the features editor. And Catherine G. Manu, a.k.a. Georgie, is back. (laughs) Hi, Georgie. Hey, hey, Nat. I'm Georgie. I am one of the publishers of the Express News Group. And Joe Shaw's here with his Stooges shirt on. With my Stooges shirt on and my shorter beard, which Dana made me cut. And you have contacts. Yes, yes. And your irritated red eyes with your new contacts. Yeah, new contacts. <laughs> she shut down my long beard, which really upsets me because I have nothing to tug on now while I talk. Hi, uh, Joe Shaw, executive editor, Express News Group. Yeah, she shut it down. She said no. That's gotta you still go. have kind of like long hair, little locks in the back you can tug on. Well, she told me this morning I need a haircut now too, so that's Uh-oh. that's gonna that's Uh-oh. gonna be over soon. That's right. Just... Get out of get out of quarantine and cut that mop. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Annette Hinkle, and I'm the arts and living editor of the Express News Group. And um, so we thought we'd do a little bit of a riff this week. Um, 
And this time around, we were talking about uh, an announcement that we got um, recently in the office. And that is that Hasbro is coming out with a new version of Monopoly. And this one is named for the Hamptons, which is a term none of us actually use who live here. Like we tend to call it the East End. So, <laughs> so the fact that it's called, so this is my question, you know, like I've seen, you know, you see a lot of knockoff Monopoly games, um, but this one seems a little bit more legit. Is that right? Like, this is like the real deal. Yeah, this is the ha licensed Hasbro version of Monopoly, the Hamptons edition. So it's legitimate. I think it's it's a really fun idea, but I'm wondering what kind of appeal we think it's going to have outside of the east end of Long Island or just Long Island in general. Are people in Omaha going to buy the Hamptons edition of the uh, Monopoly? No, they're definitely not going to. It is going to be for local distribution only. It's probably only going to be online. Maybe they'll have a few toy stores like Stevenson's carry copies, but mm. it's just a novelty and a collector's item for the local people. Oh, sure. It'll be in Airbnbs across the region, I suspect. I don't know. I mean, we have like several different, I mean, granted, we just went through COVID and I have children. So my board game collection has expanded rapidly over the last couple of years. You know, we have like the regular edition. We have the New York edition. We have a Walt Disney World edition. We have a Star Wars edition. So they, like, there are lots of different kinds of monopolies that are fun. I actually have the Paris edition Ooh. and I have the uh, a Christmas oh. story edition. Oh, I didn't know that existed. What Star Wars edition do you have? What Star Wars is, are there different Star Wars? Oh yeah. <laughs> I have the episode one edition. Oh. Wow. All the money is Imperial credits. <laughs> I mean, episode one, I mean, I can't believe that anybody would have anything celebrating oh, that horrific on. movie that destroyed my childhood. Does it have a little Jar Jar Binks? Yeah. Well, hang on. Do, do you guys actually play those games ever? Do they come down off the shelf or do they, they sit on the shelf as as brendan said as kind of collector's items my kids love the walt disney world one because right. there's like a big castle in the middle and all of the properties are named after attractions uh, so you know especially in covid when you know you we just weren't going anywhere it was like a kind of a fun way for them to daydream about you know look i own toy story mania you know so yeah we definitely play we've played a lot. so real estate investors worldwide could play the the hamptons edition of monopoly and and have these fantasies about coming and developing uh mcmansions in the hamptons <laughs> does that mean that socialists have no actual tie to this game whatsoever and never play it and don't ever want to try it they, they play it they just don't do really well they're really yeah. really bad at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, not, not good. It's like they just shove all of the deeds over to the government and let them handle it. <laughs> Brendan, you wrote this, this isn't the first time someone's had a go at making sort of a monopoly style game um, about the local region, right? There was a game called Townopoly of Southampton and Hampton Bays. And I'm not sure who put this out, but it was it was like a fundraiser where any town could sign up to do this, all of the spots on the board are named after local businesses, but each one is like a business card. It actually has their phone number on it. Ah. So it's clearly advertising. They don't just put the names of the businesses in there to be cute. And 
they raise money for one cause or another. So I saw this at a yard sale a long time ago. It was still sealed in the box and I bought it, but I'm like, well, I don't really want to open this because it is a collector's item. Uh, but a couple of years later, I kind of decided I needed to purge a few things. So I ended up selling it. I think I bought it for three and I sold it for 10. So <laughs> it was a good investment. Well, you are a capitalist, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Monopoly is my jam. So you know what I think is really interesting about this is that, um, you know, um, so right now the company is soliciting um, squares. I think they said there's what, 22 squares on the board. Always felt like a lot more when you're going around and around. And um and they're asking ideas for what the square should be named for. But I think it's kind of interesting that here in East Hampton, we have a park place uh-huh. already. So, and it is a pretty pricey neighborhood. Does it so, have a hotel on you know. it? Um, no, but it has Starbucks and a couple art galleries and, um, and a hair cutter nearby where I once saw Alec Baldwin coming out of. So it's got a certain star appeal. All right, so let's let's think about this then. So what would be the boardwalk and park place meadow lane uh meadow lane would meadow probably lane have to be right yeah. meadow lane and further lane there you go okay that that was easy gin lane dune road although they would scream bloody murder if we put a hotel up down there yeah i mean so this is where i think it's going to get really challenging is like what your version of where boardwalk or what boardwalk and park place should be here could be wildly different if you're, you know, a 20 something who views the Hamptons from like a hanging out at the surf lodge situation to like somebody our age who's in a year round situation. I just feel like it's, it could be so many different things. Do you know what I mean? And also from West Hampton all the way to Montauk, it's a, that's part of, I think our always been our problem with the term the Hamptons is it, you know, encapsulates this huge area that's so diverse and different, and it's not one place. And there's only one railroad. Yeah, Long true. Island Railroad. Although I guess you, you could have Hampton Jitney, I guess, could be represented as, as another. <laughs> but then here's my question: though. Are they going to allow like private businesses, or does it become sort of a cheapened version, like the the game that Brendan had, where it was really just a vehicle for people to advertise their business? You know, are they going to allow private businesses to be represented on the board, or is it more that it's institutions or publicly owned places? That's a good question. It says it's going to be much loved Hamptons historic landmarks, uh, treasured natural destinations and summertime favorites, whatever that means. Well, the big dot has to be in there somewhere. I've already sent a note suggesting as much. But that's in Flanders. Is that technically the Hamptons? See, okay, so this opens that question up is, what is going to be the geographics here? Because this is always a sticking point because as a resident of Hampton Bays, sometimes we have had to fight in the past to be included in in the... uh, the region we're discussing here, but I would say it goes all the way to West Hampton and would encompass Flanders as well. And I, I would, you know, I would lobby hard for the big duck. Well, you need the you need the cheap you need the cheap purple properties, Mediterranean Avenue. So, so there's your there's your Flanders and Riverside. Well, what about the Hamptons going east? Because there are people who do not consider Montauk part of the Hamptons. There's people who do not consider Sag Harbor part of the Hamptons. Their Hamptons is like Southampton to East Hampton, south of the highway only. Yeah. What about Shelter Island? Shelter Island. Yeah, I think they will. 
Yeah, and, and poor, shelter, poor Shelter Island will be left out. Yeah. I mean, I got to tell you, not at this exactly. point, if Sag Harbor isn't the Hamptons, I'm not really sure what is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you Although go. it would be good to give the Shelter Island Ferry one of those railroad spots since we only have the LIRR. Yeah, that's a good idea. So you right. have the Long Island Railroad, the Hampton Jitney, um, the South Ferry, mm-hmm. and what what's the fourth transportation? What about the Hamptons Luxury Liner? Is that still a thing? I don't know if that still exists. I believe it does, yes. Maybe um, maybe Uber needs to be the fourth. Yeah. Lift. What about Uber the Hamptons free ride? The little uh, the golf carts that take you around. Yes, the Hamptons free ride. That's a good one. Yeah, that should be it. Or those bike yeah. racks that you pay for with your credit card to borrow a bike and bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Lily Pond Lane. That will have to be one somewhere, I guess. Probably right. I'm trying to think of locations that that are iconic. What are we going to do with County Road 39? I think I think that's like under the chance cards because yes. <laughs> take a trip to Riverhead. Take a chance on driving on County Road 39. Yeah. <laughs> so the original Monopoly board is modeled after Atlantic City and everything's a street. But then if you're gonna do a local game, they want to do landmarks, right? And they don't want to do all yeah. street names. But on a regular Monopoly board, what's analogous with the big duck or with the East Hampton windmill? There's really nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Maybe the big duck could be a playing piece. <gasps> there oh, you there go. you go. Oh, that's a good one. And then what else? Could hey, we, that's awesome. we could also have like a windmill. What are some of the other tokens that can? Stargazer. A lighthouse. I mean, I have to actually, I wonder if the Montauk lighthouse wouldn't be like your boardwalk. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Are they doing it geographically like west to east or? If they do Stargazer, is it going to be like Stargazer or is it going to be like decrepit stargazer yeah, dilapidated stargazer <laughs> that, that would be kind of funny to try and turn into a uh, a, a piece it could be a trans it could be a transformer piece it, it starts <laughs> off okay and as you go around the board it just kind of falls apart i think i think hasbro's gonna have trouble like designing something that complicated for playing piece that's a community chest card you own stargazer pay five hundred dollars <laughs> to the pod well that's pretty funny I don't know. I would imagine a wind, some windmill spot probably will be on the board. Is my guess. Hmm. Yeah. Like one of the windmills. So the hook, the hook mill, maybe, maybe. the hook or the one in Watermill, which is. I mean, that's another thing. It's like think about like West Hampton Beach and Hampton Bays. It's like if you're looking for identifiable features, what is there that would, you know, that people say, well, if you go to West Hampton Beach, you have to stop by the West Hampton Beach Performing Arts Center, yeah, like the marquee, the, you know. Theater, again, absolutely. you're you're getting into like more of an institution than a landmark, quote unquote. I think you could make the argument that the marquee of the West Hampton Beach Performing Arts Center is a landmark sure. in itself, very much in the same way the Sag Harbor Cinema is iconic of Sag Harbor. You can actually buy the Southampton Cinema, which has been historic, but not even on a on a game board that's actually for sale right now so somebody could go by that but i was going to say too the shinnecock canal is in play because someone bought most of the shinnecock canal and has developed it remember though with all these landmarks i mean the, the whole point of monopoly is you're you're developing and building on these streets that's not a problem with the canal property though. the canal is certainly developable as we've seen uh and you could put uh houses on that and baby hotels. When you guys played Monopoly, did you did you put money into free parking or was free parking just a free space? You had to play that way, right? Absolutely. Different house rules. Yeah. Yeah, there was always money going in there. 
Yeah, we always did. Yeah, we do it where all of like the fines right. and taxes yeah. and fees that you pay, it, it goes in there with two hundred dollars right. is always in there. Yeah, so it's sort of like the lottery system rather than <laughs> municipal taxes. I want to. I want to know too, Brendan. Did you used to play it that way? Yes. Any fine, if you picked up a bad chance card, it would go into free parking. We would seed it with like $50 at the beginning of the game. And right. I forget if we reseeded it and then it would go to somebody else's house and they would be like, free parking starts with $500. I'm like, you people yeah. are being absurd. This is a game of skill. This is not a game of chance. <laughs> they must be south of the highway people if they could afford to put $500. No, we seeded with 500 bucks too. <laughs> I have to tell you, that was usually the story. So, but uh, you know, uh, this Hamptons version is going to have to say free parking, except in East Hampton. Yeah. <laughs> Sag Harbor and parts of Sag Harbor. Oh, yeah, and parts of Sag Harbor. No <laughs> parking. How will traffic come into play on this? I feel like huh. I feel like you have to, if you land on the same spot as someone else, you have to skip a turn. Or something about rolling doubles. Because <laughs> you're waiting in traffic. If you, if you, roll, go, if you roll doubles, <laughs> you get another turn unless it's... Um, Unless it's rush hour, and then you have to go back three spaces. How about how about you can just like put it in reverse and go backwards around the board whenever you want, as long as it's summer. <laughs> oh, you know, I think we're we're on to something here. Instead of the board being a big square that you go around, you have to actually go out to Montauk and back. Like it has, you have to go east and west on the board. Well, you can't change the whole game. Well, I mean, it's still got to be Monopoly. I can do whatever I want to do. <laughs> you can. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want it to be a cheesy knockoff. We want it to be pretty legit, right? We, we should just make our own game. That's the thing. Like, oh, all these things are, are the same exact game you've always played with different tokens and different street names. Right. So that's why I just said it's a novelty and a collector's item. But we should come out with like an actual Hamptons board game. Like a not Monopoly, but something something different like a like an actual are you saying a, a like a hamptons board game like life life out here yes with all these rules that make <laughs> sense to us and the landmarks that are important to us and not have to get boxed into what hasbro right. does for the past Boy, that's an years. interesting idea i feel like there was something wasn't there years ago the real estate angle alone of that would be fascinating not to mention the social climbing angle Mm -hmm. then there's the um the hipster angle that could be the objective of the game we could have asparagus beach remember that i don't remember what is asparagus beach I... asparagus beach was when all the like the skinny popular people from the city would come out and they would they would sort of cluster on the beach you know like the girls with the girls the guys with the guys checking each other out but they were always like tall and skinny <laughs> so they look like pieces of asparagus standing on the beach i like that i've never heard that but the asparagus beach moves around like one year it's at beach a and then it's beach b and then it's you know as those people become couples and have kids the asparagus don't want to go there anymore because it's loaded with like kids <laughs> the asparagus i will tell you that my friends from pittsburgh came in and we went to Pongquag beach and largely because of our contingent but not just because of us it was not asparagus beach <laughs> I looked around on the beach and saw a lot of people who looked like me, and I was happy about right. that because <laughs> we are real people. We're allowed to be out in the sun, too. So I just found some pretty amazing things with a quick Google search. 
in regards to Hamptons Monopoly slash any Hamptons board game ever. There is a game called Hamptonopoly. It appears to be by the same people that made Townopoly just based on all the advertisements and how the pieces look and you collect 300 when you pass start instead of 200 when you pass go and it has a pretty nice artwork of long island vineyards shinnecock hills golf course sport time gurney's in the montauk lighthouse is on the box so this is like a second version of hampton's monopoly from the townopoly people now there's another one which is just a game called the Hamptons and it comes in a green box that almost looks like a Tiffany box and the Hamptons is in script and gold and then the board itself looks somewhat like Monopoly uh, but different enough not to get sued. There is another one that is called the original Hamptons game and it's by Resort Games Inc and it is another Monopoly ripoff. The spaces are Southampton Watermill, Southampton again, Hampton Bays, the quags <laughs> west hampton beach i don't know what the quags is whoever made this i'm from here the quags, both, both of them their map of the east end is like a bizarro world long island this is not what the north fork looks like their shelter island is attached <laughs> hence it's not an island it's shelter peninsula oh and the last one i don't know if it's supposed to be the hamptons or hampton road virginia but it is hampton Hamptons Golf and Hamptons is spelled H A M P T N Z. Hamptons <laughs> Golf Country Club Greens. So I think what's really funny is Monopoly is a game about ruling the world, and yet Monopoly is being ripped off by other people who are trying to infringe on its monopoly. Isn't that ironic? Monopoly doesn't have a monopoly, a monopoly. It does not have a monopoly, apparently. <laughs> The goal of all these games is is what we have to figure out. What is the goal? The goal is to find a way to live here uh, reasonably. This reminds me of the TV show Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and they talked about the game Clam Digger, which is where you go to the beach uh, to be a clam digger, and the object of the game is to find a parking space. That's what it reminds me of. Have you ever played the Mad Magazine board game? I didn't know they had a board game. I remember the Mad Magazine board game, but I haven't played it now. So here's the secret to the Mad Magazine board game. The objective is to lose all of your money. But when you play it with someone, you're not supposed to tell them what the objective (laughs) is. That's pretty good. So starting a magazine that's geared toward teens might be a good way to lose your money. Since a magazine is out of business. (laughs) that's pretty funny can you actually buy any of these these games on like ebay now yeah they're on ebay and etsy and a few other websites i don't know that anyone's buying them but they're out there hmm. yeah so i it's yeah it's kind of a big deal though that they're that hasbro's doing this as opposed to you know just another knockoff company the more we talk about it the more i'm i'm really going to be curious to see what this looks like because I don't, I'm having trouble envisioning Monopoly translated into the local community. I, I, I'm just not sure how you're going to do that. It, uh, because as you said, it was Atlantic City and Atlantic City, they just used the streets there and it was, it was easy to do. I, I mean, I feel like this area, do we have enough of, do we have enough recognizable street names to, to do that and, and have it work? 
properly? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think they're, I think they've been clear they're not gonna do street names though. It, it looks like they're, they're very specifically saying that it's gonna be historic landmarks natural destinations and summertime favorites. I just put that in air quotes. Um, so I don't think it's gonna be, I mean, you might have like a, a further lane or, you know, a situation like that, but I think it's more gonna be like the Montauk Lighthouse, the Sag Harbor Cinema. Cooper's Beach. Cooper's Beach, exactly. Main Beach, um, Ditch Plains, you know. So all which all of those places will then with this game they will they will all be developable again. Yeah. You can build I mean, on it's them. A monopoly. I yeah. own Main Beach. I want to build a hotel there, so now I have to go to the ARB and the CBA and <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's a seven year process to be rejected. There actually used to be a hotel there. You know that, right? You know, there was a hotel at Main Beach, but it burned down. So it certainly is, there is a pre-existing use down there and they still have the little cottages down there. What are they, the sea spray cottages, Georgie? Yeah, sea spray. They're pretty cool. They're very cool. Ooh, that could be on the under the chance cards. You get a pre-existing non-conforming <laughs> non use at one of your properties. You get, to, you get to do it. So maybe you can build a hotel at the uh, Montauk Lighthouse. Why do, why do I suspect this is going to go over the head of the house for people when that email comes into their inbox? Yeah, I was about to say, I think the pre-existing non-conforming chance card is only something that dorks like yeah. us would appreciate and understand. Your pre-existing non-conforming, go immediately to the municipal building. And the municipal building is jail, you know? Yeah, pretty much, right? Well, they are attached, so yeah, I can't wait to read the go to jail card. Sit, sit through a six-hour planning board meeting. There's your jail card. Of course, it won't be nearly, and, and of course, it'll be like, they didn't see you make that maneuver. Get through jail. The go directly to jail card, I really want Police Chief Steve Skrinecki's face on it. Lose I your, think that lose would look really cool would be fun. If, they could, if they could make him be the go directly to jail card. Asbro's not going to pay for his likeness. <laughs> I bet he'd volunteer. No, I bet it I wouldn't be cheap. Uh, oh, the guy that's pointing. It's worth the money. <laughs> but then it wouldn't be relevant if he, when he retires and moves on, that's going to be like, who's this guy on the board? No one will know anymore. It's got to be, it's got to be universal yeah. enough, right? Local support comes from the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Cordoraro. In these trying times, working full-time for their clients and the public interest, providing strong advocacy and attentive counsel. Be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com 27 Speaks, brought to you by Sag Harbor Books and Southampton Books, independent bookstores located in the villages at 7 Main Street in Sag Harbor and 16 Hampton Road in Southampton, carrying a wide selection of new books, stationery, toys, games, first editions, and rare books. Their entire inventory is browsable on the website, SouthamptonSagHarborBooks.com. So I guess that's, I think, the point that I was trying to make in the beginning is that I don't know how, I'm, I'm very curious to see how this ends up being developed because they talk about in the press release how it being, you know, something for fans, locals, and vacationers. And I just feel like the version that we all have in our heads of what 
living in the Hamptons means is so different for a local versus a vacationer versus a fan of the Hamptons. So it just, I, I'm, I'm kind of struggling to understand where, like from what direction they're going to come at this from. And then if you put that on the board, our version of what we know is true out here will no longer be true because the fans who don't know about these places will flock there and turn them into their places, not ours. Yeah. Great point. I mean, we picture this being sort of a tribute to what makes this region special. It, it may not be that. It may end up being something very superficial and a clever exploitation of our naivete uh, in trying to get our road names on there when we should have just kept our mouth shut. Are they? My thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I wonder, are they gonna like are they gonna like pay you in like Bitcoin? Is that like a possibility? Like instead of real money, you're gonna get Bitcoin. And it'll come to your phone. What's the Hamptons? It could be gold yeah, bars. Art galleries that trade in NFTs and all that stuff. <laughs> and maybe when you have to pay rent, you can just like Venmo it to your opponent. Oh, they could use Venmo. Yeah. They really well, could. Is, is Monopoly now, have they have they done away with the paper money at this point? No, there's no paper money. There are versions that you could get where they have a digital bank. Was a version? It was like it was an ATM version or something. It was like a use your card. Because honestly, I, I I don't know. That was always kind of the annoying part of the game was dealing with the the money. Um, I never liked being the banker. It was just distracting. That would explain why you're an editor <laughs> and not a millionaire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly i'm not a banker yeah what does it say about us math. that we're like really terrible monopoly players and there's a reason that we're all working. oh no 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 no, no, no. hang on <laughs> i have to i have to correct the record here i'm gonna guess that brendan is an excellent monopoly player and i know for a fact that bill sutton go ahead bill give us your resume and, and this is 20 years ago near the beginning of the internet there was between my two years at syracuse one summer I spent the entire summer playing Monopoly online. It was a game that you would play other people around the world. And they called it a game ladder and you would rise in rank on the ladder by depending on how many people you beat. And for a not too short time, I was number one on the ladder. I was the number one online Monopoly player in the world. Of course, there's like 30 people playing, but that's, you know. <laughs> world being in air quotes how much real cash did that actually net you and well i had to pay the uh i had to pay the dial-in internet bill but right well so that's my point it's like yeah they just tricked you into like paying lots of money to, to your service provider right. so who became rich in that exchange yes. optimum or whoever you, you had. just destroyed my youth i'm sorry but you you had that great tip no don't for, give away my tricks it was, it was, no go ahead it seems what? like everybody What's knows this already i i, I didn't well joe mentioned it the other so so there's a limited number of houses that you can play on the board right so as you buy properties if when you get a monopoly never buy the hotels always leave four houses on each of the three properties until you use up all the houses thus preventing your opponents from buying any houses. That's if you get quick monopolies and you know, and you have the money to buy houses right away. But once you buy the hotel, then those four houses go back to the bank and people can buy them. I think that's hmm. dastardly. I, I think that would work in life too, although. <laughs> I think that's one of the strategies that's in use out here a lot of the time. 
I think definitely yeah. snapping up all the properties is in use right now. So that's a, I was playing Monopoly with friends of ours and um, they didn't buy in the beginning every property they landed on, which for me felt like really uh. sacrilegious. Like I was like, what do you mean you're not buying that property? Like you should be buying everything you land on. But they were like being choosy. Um, needless to say, they didn't win, but it, you know, it just felt like a very strange thing to me. That's when you accuse them of being a communist and you report them to your local municipality. <laughs> but, but that can be a good strategy because sometimes you spend all your money on properties and then when it comes time to build houses and stuff, you don't have any money left to do that. And then people like me come in and buy all the houses up. And then by the time you have the money, you don't have any houses. So <laughs> you don't want to use up all your money. There was a guy who did a like a TED Talk style speech on how to win at Monopoly. And it's like this nine minute YouTube video, which of course can't find now because everybody has now since made their own versions of how to win at Monopoly. <laughs> well, but the tough. guy's like brutal. It was it was like Gordon Gecko explaining how to win Monopoly. And my strategy was like, I wouldn't buy the first things I landed on because I would try to save my money and buy boardwalk and stuff. But the chances that you're going to hit everything you need to hit on the first go around are slim. Exactly. So this guy's strategy is you don't need to win. Everybody else just needs to lose. Mm. So buy what you land right. on so nobody else can own the block and start to build hotel. I always thought when I started playing the game um, on my app, because it's so much easier that way, I felt like buying the railroads was always important because for whatever reason, People land on the railroads Why? all the time. All the time. Transportation's big and it's 200 bucks if you own all it's, of them. So like oh, somebody starts hitting your transportation. And if you hit and it just keeps jumping up and up and up and people land on them. And, the, and you can score on those two utilities too, because then it's, I forget what the percentage is, but it's a roll of the dice. Mm -hmm. And if somebody rolls a high number, then you can make some money. Especially if you have both of them. It's four times if you own one utility and 10 times if you there own you both. And yes, go. we played a lot of there them. There you go. I feel like a lot of these rules are already in, in place in the Hamptons. Like like the rules about not being able to afford to buy stuff because everybody's bought it up. Mm -hmm. But we, we live that every day, don't we? We do. I remember my, I used to play Monopoly with my siblings, but they'd get very angry. I was a lot, lot younger than my siblings, so I'd be watching them play and whenever somebody would stop i'd be like whose property is that and they would get really angry i had one friend when i was a kid we used to play the board game out in in my garage we had a screen screened in garage growing up in the suburbs of rochester and um i had one friend we would play it every time we played he would he would get pissed off and upend the board and throw the board all over and it's like and we just kept inviting him back you know and he would oh do the God. same thing yeah, what corporation is he running now? He's he's now a venture capitalist. Well, he actually, he became a cop. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I'm not commenting on that. All right, I have a question. What's your piece? What, what, what do you got to be? I always like the top hat. Okay. I like the dog. Okay. Georgie? Popcorn. What's that? Popcorn. What? They didn't have that in the original one. It's in the Walt Disney version. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, you go and get a piece of popcorn and play with that. Popcorn. Yeah, that's a new one. How is the Disney version characters like popcorn and not like Mickey Mouse? Popcorn's a really big deal at Walt Disney World. Yeah, but it doesn't walk around and say, hey, kids, 
I'm gonna take a picture. What exactly. about the traditional game, Georgie? In the traditional game, I was probably like race car. Yeah, I was race car. What else was there? There was the thimble and the, the shoe. thimble was always kind of fun because you could like stick yeah. it on your pinky. Which, by the way, I never understood why the thimble was a thing. Why is that? I think a thing? maybe it was because it was a depression era game, and the idea was you'd play with whatever you could find around the house. Is that what it was? It represented all the sweatshops that the rich Uncle Money Bags were running. That <laughs> <laughs> you're going to buy up. <laughs> yeah. That very well could be. Oh, very well oh, could be. And also, I underrated. I, I always liked the guy on the horse. Yeah, that was like maybe I'm maybe I'm an old man, and that was I don't think that's still one of the pieces. But I always thought that was a cool piece, and nobody ever. Well, that'll be the Hampton classic piece, and in, in yeah. the Hamptons. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. But what about the wrench? Oh wait, that's no, that's clue. clue. That's clue. There was a wheelbarrow, a hat, a boot, a ship. Oh, I liked the the wheelbarrow too. That was a, that 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 was fun. I always enjoyed that. In 2017, they replaced the boot, the thimble, and the wheelbarrow with a T Rex, a rubber ducky, and a penguin. That makes no I sense. I don't understand. And it wasn't really rubber, I'm guessing, because it was metal. Right? That is just completely random and silly, and they should go back. Oh, at one point they added a cat. I think there was, I think that was voter, voter supported. I remember when they did that, they had sent out surveys and stuff. All right. So we've got the big duck is going to be one. How about a Tate's cookie? Tate's was sold. <laughs> yeah, but still the roots are here. Um, lighthouse. Yeah. You could use a lighthouse. You could just use a ship, like a, like a yacht. A ferry. A, a, or a ferry. Yeah. You could do that. You could just use a very high-end motor car that's not using its turn signals. How about a little metal parking ticket, like as one of the things? A Ducati. Ducati. You could have a scallop shell. Oh, I love that. You could have um, an ear of corn. Sure. You know, farm stands. You could do the four corners. You could make them farm stands. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. You could have a clam rake. I'm going for the super local version here. Yeah. An os- you have an osprey? How about just a giant pile of money? <laughs> well, that's the point of the game, isn't it? It is, but most, most people here, uh, if you weren't born here, started out with that giant pile of money anyway. So. But so that's the problem, is that is what people's view in fact, that's not the case. No, but do you really think that this game's going to break down the yeah. stereotypes of what people think of this area? They're reinforcing. <laughs> that's right. It'll be in Brendan's board game closet. It's just going to be a game that's given to a lot of confused kids. <laughs> Unwrapped, we can sell it in about 10 years. <laughs> It'll be in the hotels and the motels and, you know, for rainy days. I don't know if it's relevant or not, but this all reminds me of the conversation that took place before uh, documentary filmmaker Barbara Koppel came out here to do the show, The Hamptons. And I think we were all like, uh, that was what, 20 years ago, but we were all like, oh, this is really cool. Someone's going to tell the story of the region and how, how interesting it is. And, 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 and I think we were all just disappointed with what it ended up being. And, and you can't sort of expect people to get uh, their experiences and especially somebody like Hasbro coming in from the outside 
I think that she got a lot of footage that was not used. And I feel like she may have been pressured by the network to make this the movie the way she made it. I believe that's probably true. Because I know of locals that she talked to who really were getting into the story of the real people. You know how we could fix that? Real Housewives of the Hamptons. That that would be. Isn't there like a version of that? I mean, it's not Real Housewives, but it's um. Well, Brendan, you probably know the name of it. There was some Bravo series about sh- like Summer House, Share House. Summer House is is a show, but it's um, the whole point of it is that it's people from elsewhere visiting, and it's not even remotely about the locals. What about Revenge, the show that filmed in South Carolina? Right. There was also that series, My Big Redneck Vacation. Did you see that one? Mm-mm. So they they brought up some people from like, you know, Louisiana and they installed them in a house on um, Three Mile Harbor for the summer. So they brought their four wheelers and their guns and all that. It's pretty funny. When did this come out? Probably, um, probably like 10 years ago or more. I'll find it and I'll oh my God. send it to you. It was, it was pretty, pretty silly. I remember when the the Hamptons was a the Hamptons was a series, wasn't it? It wasn't a movie. Yeah, it was a it was like a TV docu docu series. And I was living in New Orleans at the time, and it was like so devastating that you know for all of my friends that weren't from up here, um, you know, to kind of watch that and like that was the now their perspective of where I came from, you know, and it was just like, uh, this is not it. I was new to the area and I have great respect for Barbara Koppel. She's one of the great documentary filmmakers of all time. And so I was really optimistic about what we get. I mean, she's done some amazing documentaries and I think, and you probably hit on it that, that I think that the, the, it was meant for television. And so I, I suspect it was forced into a box that it didn't really fit in. And I was just disappointed because I felt like I, you know, uh, Trevor Wormfeld uh, with Conscience Point, I think did a much better job of that. And also the the, the Killer Bees documentary that was done yeah. uh, did a nice job. I thought those two documentaries really did a nice job of capturing right. a little bit more about what this area is like. And of course, one of those, the Killer Bees documentary was by a couple of locals, uh, the Cummings brothers. Uh, the other, but uh, Trevor Wormfeld uh, is from California and she didn't know the area. She had come out here. She was sort of a local because she had been a part-time, part-timer for years and years and years with her family. Um, but it, I think it's very difficult if you don't spend time here in big batches to really get the, the layers. And, and obviously something, I, I'm not expecting the Hamptons version of Monopoly to tell a complicated story, but it would be nice if it celebrated some of the things that make the region, you know, special. And I'm worried that won't happen. And I'm worried it'll be completely superficial and just miss the nuances entirely. And that would be a shame. If you remember the Barbara Koppel documentary, the way it started off, it was just not, you could tell it wasn't going to be something that was really geared toward us because the first scene was in a bar in Manhattan and 20 somethings trying to meet up other people to take a share house in the Hamptons. So it was really sort of going to be from their point of view, um, from the outsider point of view, which I think was a missed opportunity myself, but yeah. So will the Monopoly game be another missed opportunity? Will it just be a fun little thing that happens? Uh, so did, that, did they say when that they are expecting to release this? Is it next summer? 
yeah, next summer. We have sent around an email asking people to send some ideas and we're going to try and collect some of those should be in the paper this week. Uh, if you want to go look at them and, but we, you know, we'll also provide the, the email address for people to send ideas directly to Hasbro and maybe we can nudge this thing into some interesting directions, something that'll make it a little more appealing to locals. Who can then get angry and flip up the board <laughs> and, uh, and, and march away. That would be good. Yes. But that's a pretty pretty indelible Hamptons experience. <laughs> Turn the tables, literally. It's good. How about we use the Monopoly game to jumpstart solving problems locally so that for every green house you put up, you have to put up a purple little affordable house on another property. But you can put it on another person's property because you certainly don't want it in your backyard. Right. You want to, you could, you could give it to another player. I thought we were trying to solve problems here, Joseph. <laughs> I'm just being realistic yes. though. I'm just trying to be realistic with the game. Which means we want it in our backyards. Yes. In our backyards. I, that was the realistic touch there. It's certainly, we can, we can try and turn that around and say, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll build it right beside the greenhouse. Yeah. And it adds value. I mean, put it, I mean, it is hard because Monopoly as a game is all about controlling the world and not really caring about the other individuals. And so. keep their community whole. And it alleviates traffic. All right. Well, we'll see you in Park Place. Do not pass go. No boardwalks, though. And you'd certainly need to get a permit from the trustees for that. So. And you wouldn't get one. No. 27 Speaks is sponsored by the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Corderaro. Strong advocacy and attentive counsel. Be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com Thank you for listening. Join us again next week to hear what's news on the East End. Our interlude flute music is by Allison O'Reilly. Our opening and closing theme music is Boysdale Blues, written and performed by the incomparable Judy Carmichael. Listen to Judy's weekly show, Jazz Inspired, airing on an NPR station near you, or go to jazzinspired.com. 27 Speaks is a weekly podcast produced by the Express News Group, which includes the Southampton Press, the East Hampton Press, the Sag Harbor Express, 27east.com, and sacharborexpress.com Find us on the websites or subscribe through Apple Podcasts.